Hello, this is Marvel.com Senior Editor Ben Morse welcoming you to a very special Without Fear edition of the This Week in Marvel podcast. Uh, a little while back, myself and Agent M, Ryan Benagos, visited the set of Marvel's Daredevil, which you can currently watch on Netflix. Got to speak with members of the cast. We talked to Charlie Cox, Eldon Henson, Deborah Ann Wool. And what you're about to hear is the great conversations we had with them about Daredevil, about making the show, and about all other cool stuff. So enjoy, and remember, this is Marvel, your universe. Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to a really awesome, really fun, really special episode of This Week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm joined by... Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse, and we are here at an undisclosed location, I'm going to say. <laughs> Sitting next to me on a couch in a warm room is the star of uh, Marvel's Daredevil, exclusively on Netflix, playing Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Nice to be here. It is yeah. indeed very warm. Yeah. It's, it, we, were, we got to watch you guys do uh, what I think was one of the last scenes of the season, uh, yeah. today yeah. and it was cold out by the end i was like damn you guys are troopers because you're wearing you were in less clothes than we were yeah i mean uh, to be honest we've done so many nights that i that today was like warm <laughs> comparatively speaking you know what i mean like yeah. any you know at least the sun's still out in, in what's what's the kind of like the cadence been as far as shooting this because you guys started back over the summer but how long have you been on have you had any breaks, or have you just gone straight through shooting this thing? Oh yeah, we went. We've been. We've gone straight through. We started uh, June thirtieth, and um, obviously we've had we had presents weekend and, and uh, Thanksgiving. So we've had a couple of days here and there off. But other than that, it's been it's been a pretty full on schedule. So since June, you've been shooting. Wh- at what point did you get start to get yourself engulfed in the Matt Murdock of it all, the Daredevil, like the getting really into the character and the universe? Well, as soon as I was cast, really, which was a, uh, approximately a month before, um, I got the job. I, I was in London. I live in London. And I got the job, and, and uh, um, I threw myself out here immediately and just tried to try, you know, got a place to live and, and, and then just kind of got, got neck deep as soon as I could. How hard was it for us to convince you to take this role? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think I probably was on a plane before they'd even <laughs> <laughs> confirmed it. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was an absolute no-brainer. Um, uh, n- not just because of, of the character, but also because I'd been lucky enough to read the first two scripts. And they were, I'd, I felt they were so strong. And they were, they were um, presenting an opportunity to do something quite different. I think mm-hmm. um, within the Marvel universe, and I, and I was incredibly excited about that prospect. And also, you know, as I as I got more and more familiar with the with the character, um, uh, it, w- it was it 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 only served to kind of uh, to to um, um, heighten my enthusiasm for for the for the for the job. Nice. As you were kind of immersing yourself in the character, because we know you did a lot of research and really threw yourself into it. Like you said, Daredevil's different than any other Marvel hero. You know, he's not. Spider-Man, he's not Iron Man. There's, there's, there's so much of him that's unique. Whether it's the street level appeal or kind of his outlook on things. To you, what makes Daredevil stand out in a world where we now have so many superhero movies, so many superhero TV shows? Why is Daredevil an individual? Um, it's a really good question. It's a, it's a slightly tr- tricky question for me to answer, mm. o- only because I'm, I'm, I'm now very familiar with Daredevil and and have and have yet to. Um, uh, to 
to widen my reading in terms yeah, of the Marvel right. universe. Um, and uh, uh, which I, you know, I think I will do now because I've, I've I've enjoyed the this issues that I've read so much. Um, and I'd love to read more origin stories and find out that because I've seen all the movies, obviously, yeah. you know, and I've enjoyed them immensely. Uh, but uh, I'd like to, you know, go back and look at those, you know, you know, the, the history of those other characters. Um, I mean, obviously, this, 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 you, you know, the the, the, the the most obvious difference is is being that you know Matt Murdock is is uh, is a superhero with a disability. Um, it's an incredibly interesting. Um, dynamic that is immediately set up you know and and uh, um and uh, uh makes th makes that alter ego uh, so, so much more fascinating potentially um i believe he's one of the few characters that has a has a, a, a religious background yeah. or is quite close to his his religious upbringing you know he was raised catholic and there's also the implications with his mother, who his mother was, and all that kind of stuff. And and again, that just serves to to you know it gives it's such a wonderful thing to be from an actor's point of view. It's such a wonderful thing to be to 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 be uh, you know a crime fighter, as it were, a, a, a man who is putting on a costume and 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 uh, you know performing vigilante activities, and 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 also have a, have a, a a history of of believing in God and and yeah. and and. An understanding of God's will and and you know who God what God, who got what God meant for him to be and all that kind of stuff is a great of this and we found that a lot of these opportunities within the show is a great um, platform to uh, to show and 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 uh, uh, play with the you know that conflict that inner conflict of you know who he, who who he, who he is and who he should be and what he's what's being asked of him and. What's what's what is the right, uh, um, what is the right existence for himself? I was talking about you know, Matt has the layers of the action here, like the superhero of the man of God, or at least the guy trying to figure out where he stands with God, and then also the lawyer. And where for you did you find? Did you like really get into any one particular, or was it all of it? Yeah, um, it's a really good question. I mean, I think that I think that there is a comp there's obviously there's an inner struggle with this whole concept, and he's trying to as through, throughout the course of our season, he's trying to figure out what that is. He's trying to figure out what you know, find that balance, find that harmony where he can exist. Um, you know, we've to uh, we've toyed with the idea uh, that he is, um, you know, that he this 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 part of himself that his that he's now engaging in, that he's going out and he's and he's kind of uh, taking the law into his own hands. He's been repressing that for many years. It was something his father never wanted him to do, never wanted him to fight and, and, and be involved in violence in any in any way. He wanted him to use his head and be a lawyer, which he's done. And he's kind of he's managed to quieten those voices in his head. And 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 now that it is no longer the case. You know, some certain things have happened. Prior to our season beginning, and he's, and he's, um, you know, he's put on a makeshift costume, and he started that journey. Um, I, you know, I've, we, I also like the idea, and it was something I discussed with with uh, the creator of the show as well. I like that idea that it's one of those situations where once you've started, there's no going back. You know, and it's almost like, you know, all bets are off. You know, um, so it, it, to answer your question, I, uh, it, I think that. In a in a way, yeah, I don't 
this is the right thing to say, but in a way, M Matt Murdock, certainly for the beginning of our show, I'm not sure if this will, it will end up being this way long term and if, it, if, it, if this translates towards the end of the season, but initially I think Matt Murdock is a, is a relief from Daredevil if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of an, odd, an abstract concept, but I think that, you know, that he's, he's, his life as a lawyer is, is the route that he, would, that he hopes to go down in terms of, in terms of um, getting Kel's Kitchen back into shape and, and, and kind of, um, and, uh, and uh, dealing with these, 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 these villains or, the, or this villainous activity. Um, uh, but, uh, but as we will find, it's it's it, it maybe can't it's maybe not that simple. It's not that black and white, and no. and he will throughout the course of that the series he will he will battle with this uh, the idea of, of of the idea of Daredevil and and and, and how much Daredevil should and could um, interfere. I think uh, by the time this comes out, and I think we'll we'll put these out either the week of or right after the, um, the show you know, is released. So uh, the Wilson Fisk, the, the dynamic between Matt and Wilson, fascinating to read on paper. I haven't been able to see it yet, but how much, you know, how cool was all that watching that come together? Because you got really wrapped up in the comics before this, so I'm sure you read all those great stories yeah. and like the epicness of that relationship. Yeah, I mean, all, all I can really, all I'd really want to say about that is that, I, is that the, the writing of this show handled, handled that relationship fantastically well. It built so wonderfully. You know, it's, we start with, with, you know, when we, when we meet Matt, he's never heard the name Wilson Fisk. You know, and he, uh, he's just aware of a presence you know, of, of of someone, someone, uh, someone powerful, someone at the top who's who's is 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 responsible for all, all this this uh, criminal activity and and and, uh, um, and you know we we slow we we, we slowly we see Matt you know, learn the name and then his, their first encounter with each other and, and it's just been handled so, so beautifully. The, the first time that they, that Wilson Fisk and Matt Murdock talk, I'm not gonna say when or how that happens, but, but it's, it's a very cool moment. It's a very <laughs> unexpected cool moment. And I, and I read that and I just went, when I read that script, I just went, wicked, <laughs> you know? That's awesome. You mentioned Hell's Kitchen, and Hell's Kitchen is very much a character in the Daredevil comics. Uh, it's almost like a sub-unit of New York in, in the Marvel Universe. It's almost like this different world. How did you guys go about creating your Hell's Kitchen, and how much of a role does it play in the show? Well, I think you said it. It's, it's, it's like another character. It's like, it's like the, the, uh, the other series regular. Um, the only, the only th you know, we, the show is set in... in uh, in the present day, um, but it's a present day that is that, that there's the, and this isn't this isn't greatly explored. Um, it's just kind of hinted towards, but but it's a hell's kitchen that has taken a real beating, mm. um, and uh, and is not the hell's kitchen that we that we know right, right. Now, nowadays. And uh, Stephen Dunnight said in an interview, it's it, it's closer to the hell's kitchen of the seventies, not not meaning in t terms of decade, yeah. just in terms of it's yeah. it's 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 been it's taken a real uh, physical damage from a from a from a, some sort of um, 
Avengers fight yeah. that is that is very very you know kind of subtly hinted towards. Oh, cool. um, and uh, and and you know there are these there are these you know these these um, uh, you know they it's being infected by you know a group of Russians who are who are um, you know seem to be kidnapping women and children and and causing all mayhem and there's the you know the yakuza to um, present themselves and we we learn that they're all connected to Wilson Fisk somehow some way. Um, so it's it's a it's a hell's kitchen in 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 in, uh, um, in a sh it's a hell's kitchen that is that is uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, in state of flux. Yeah, I more than state of flux. I think it's a, it's a, it's a it's a, a, a hell's kitchen that 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 is take. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's like a, it's a it's it's um, in disarray, I guess, mm. in some way. Yeah. Um, there's it, on top of all like the the very personal stuff. There's really from <laughs> from what I've read, there's some amazing fighting going on and some really intense action. Did you learn? Uh, did you get into martial arts or anything for this role, or was it, what was the fight choreography like? Yeah, Phil Silvera, who's the, the head of stunts, the, the fight coordinator, has done a, an amazing job. And him, together with um, Chris Brewster, who's who's my stunt double, they have, you know, they've they've um, created some really compelling fights. So, I mean, certainly some of the best stuff I've ever seen. I think people are going to be blown away by by the stuff that, that, that they do. And and but they've done it in a and they've done it without the use of green screen. They've done it mm. without you know this is everything that. These guys have done is firmly based in reality, and and um, you know there's kind of a, the rule of thumb that we that we have is is if a human being can't do it, we don't do it. Mm. Um, so there's nothing kind of unrealistic in that sense. Um, personally, yes, I, I, I've I've done as much of they as they've let me do, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, I haven't had a great deal of time to learn the choreography in its in its entirety. But I come in and we do pieces at a time, and and you know, when, with every, almost every single fight, I've managed to do every piece apart from the very extravagant kicks and flips, which I can't do, and they, I don't think they want me to even attempt. You um, could have said that you're doing those, and I would believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah I don't want to take yeah, too much credit <laughs> for, for, for for his for their work because it's 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 um, so magnificent. Um, uh, but yeah, but I really, like, I really love that stuff, you know, and I, and I did do a little bit of martial art training. I did do a little, uh, a little bit of uh, work with Chris Brewster and Phil Silvera. Um, uh, and, and I've fortunately been able to pick up quite a lot of it quite quickly in order to, in order to, to, to do it. And we've had a couple of fights where, where because of the story, Matt Murdock isn't wearing a mask. And so I've had to do those fights as much as possible because, it's, you know, it's, well, it wouldn't be me. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, and I've really, you know, I'm really enjoying that, enjoyed that challenge, and, and uh, they've been very patient with me. But I've, I've, I've really had a good time. Yeah. Were there particular uh, of comic stories? And uh, you said you read a ton, but were there any that you really dug? Any specific ones that fans listen to the podcast? You want you would be like, yeah, read that one. I feel like a lot. Um, you know they uh, they so when when I got the job they forwarded me um, 
a, a bunch of comics that they were, a bunch of issues that they were giving to the writing team. And they were Frank Miller's Man Without Fear, uh, uh, Jeff Loeb's um, Daredevil Yellow, and um, just convenient. Yeah, conveniently. Yeah. Jeff well, but I have to say, yeah. it really is a magnif <laughs> magnificent uh, um, uh, series. Yes. I mean, it's so beautifully written. The way you know that the, the, the way that it's all done in, in letters and letters to a, to a, a, a dead Karen Page. I mean, yeah. it's really touching. Um, and uh, uh, and I enjoyed those immensely, and I've continued to kind of go back to them. Um, I very quickly got into um, uh, the Bendis Maliv stuff and the Bendis Mac stuff, and and uh, and as I've said previously, that tonally that's where it's that's mm -hmm. the closest we've got. That's where it sits for me. Um, and you know there was a, there was a there was a series that I really um, I mean I've I've loved so much of that stuff, but there was one there's a there was a there's a there's a wonderful um, uh, kind of uh, run, which is part of the the Bendes Maliv uh, series, which is uh, when they are when Matt Murdock is defending the White Tiger. Mm -hmm. Remember that? And there's a great there's a really compelling court case. In that in that series, I really really enjoyed that stuff because it really you know you really got an, uh, you really got a lot of time with Matt Murdock, um, and uh, as a lawyer, and I thought that and that was really really helpful to me. I mean, there's so much that, you know there's so much Daredevil, there's so much material to, to draw upon f for that character, um, and uh, and to but to see Matt Murdock in action, you know, uh, it, it was really really beneficial. I think I, I, I think. Um, I also really there's a there's a I also really for some for for, for whatever reason uh, I I really enjoyed the relationship that Matt has with Mira mm -hmm. who ends up who ends up marrying um, uh, I, I I I was very drawn into that 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 uh, that relationship and that and that um, have you read that through to its yeah how yeah yeah that damn story breaks yeah. my heart yeah right? yeah yeah, oh. yeah. Um, so you know, who knows if we, if, you know, <laughs> if how relevant that will be. But it's uh, it, uh, there's been a there's been a there's been a few, and I will, con you know, I'm, I'm excited to continue to continue and hopefully one day get to the end. I've also been kind of simultaneously been reading comic. I've been reading some of the things that are coming out now, just oh, yeah, to see yeah. see where he goes yeah. and what happens. And and the other day I was uh, a couple of weeks, months ago I was, um, you know, I picked up the comic and I was in coming to work and I took it out and I hadn't looked at it yet. And it was, you know, the Foggy Nelson, rest in peace. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, trying to hide it from Eldon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're not quite there yet. He's not, he, he's not moved to San Francisco quite yet. Yeah. No, that, that'll be like season five, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Um, what was it like, what, what's Stephen DeKnight like to work with? I mean, we saw him today on the set, and, you know, he's, he seems like he has such a cool, clear vision for what this show yeah. should be. Yeah, I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, we, our relationship has been over the phone for, until this episode because he's in the writing room. And, I mean, we met, he was, up, he was out here for, it was in the auditions, he was out here for the first episode, and then he's, he's been away the entire time doing, a, apart from a Comic-Con, he's been, you know, um, heading up the writing room back in LA and so our relationship has been over the phone and I'll you know whenever I get a script there's something I'm not sure about or if there's something that doesn't quite make sense to me if I'm not 
I'm not understood, I'm not clear on the tracking of it, then I'll call him up and, and we'll speak. And his and his ideas and his taste is 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 so strong, and and uh, we really have a great. I, I really feel now that we have a really great kind of like understanding together. It's really important when you're working with with when you've got you know when you as an actor when you're working with someone who's got such a clear vision, it's really important that you somehow find a way to be to have a dialogue where you can just you can just be like bang and you know look at each other and know exactly what you mean and you know with and I think we're there now and that's uh, um, and and it's it's also uh, you know I've done projects where you just never quite see to eye to eye to mm. eye to eye with with the person yeah. and and it, 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 it's never seems to be what you what they imagined is what you imagined and and you know luckily that's not the case with Stephen I mean he's in a tremendous talent and uh, and uh, you know he has really he's really brought a grittiness and a, and, a, um, a, and stay true to his his tonal vision um, which I, I admire great uh, for fans listening, and this might be a tough one, do you have a, a favorite episode that you want them to, to watch over again? Or, you know, because by the time they do this, I know our fans, they're going to have like watched it once through, then they're going to go back <laughs> to pick out the little things because I was writing things down as I was reading the scripts and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think there's lots of cool little bits. Is there anything that, is there a particular episode you're more well, fond I, of? Bear in mind, I haven't seen them. So I'm just going just based from going from, 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 from experience from, through. from having read and shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. I think, okay, here's what I'll say. And I, I haven't seen them. I, I could be completely wrong. Sure. But here's what I'll say. I think two mm-hmm. has an opportunity to be standalone. One of the, one of the great television episodes. I, I just think it's the, you know, from the, from the first image and how that episode kind of, it kind of lives in a world of its own outside of this, of, of the whole, series arc um is that the claire episode yeah. yeah and it's just it's just like it's just i just remember just reading that and just thinking this is one of the coolest things i've ever read so that one mm-hmm. S- for the fans particularly for the fans of the of the comics episode seven mm-hmm. uh you know that's gonna be cool mm-hmm. i think that's you know for people who don't know what that what what happens in that episode i th- when when if they if they just Click on it, and they dis- and they and we, they they learn what happened. What they, they see, what happens in that episode, they're going to be like wicked. Yeah, I think they'll be wanting that, yeah. waiting for that, wondering that, about. I like that. that. Yeah. Um, and then on, on a personal level, you know, from an acting point of view, from, from what I what I probably one of the ones I probably enjoyed doing the most was episode ten, um, uh, which uh, which is a lot of Matt and Foggy stuff. You know. That relationship is pretty great. It's pretty great, and when you, and you know you, it, it's pretty great all along, and then and then you get to ten, and it, and uh, so much more is revealed. It's cool, very very cool. But you know, there's been there's been many 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 great ones. Yeah. You know, I got I read I read when I read four. Right, I was um, I was like I read four, and I put that and, and I, you know like <laughs> I was like you know like choking up reading it as we got to the end. You know? Yeah, but even like you know what they've done with. Vanessa and Wilson, especially in that episode. There's episode eight. I mean, oh I, man, I, I, I was yeah. never going to say episode eight because, but because <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm barely in it. But um, but episode eight was thrilling. Yeah, Ben, I'm so sorry. Oh, you no, have this not... is great because I'm reflecting the experience of the listeners. <laughs> you know, as you guys speak code to each other because I haven't read the scripts. I think very cleverly we've managed to list yeah. every single episode. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm not really looking forward to five because you didn't say anything about five. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to skip it. I'm going to say five. 
Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> you know, five's brilliant. I'm, I'm sad that we didn't that we didn't we mention it. Anyway, well, there but we yes, there's, there we you know. Yeah. Cool. yeah. You know, one last question I wanted to ask was. Um, in addition to the physicality stuff you talked about before, the fighting and all that, of course, the unique challenge playing Daredevil, specifically playing Matt Murdock, is you have to play blind, mm -hmm. which is definitely, you know, as an actor, a, a unique challenge. How much, how much time did you have to spend on that when you're already, you know, trying to do the character, already trying to do the action, already trying to do all these relationships? At the same time, you also have to remember, okay, half the time, I have to play a blind man. How yeah. did that figure in? Um, well, it's tr uh, first of all, it's trying not to separate the, the blindness from Matt Murdock, from mm. the character. You know, I think that's, that's from what, you know, they kind of bleed into each other. Um, uh, you know, that has been his experience since he was nine years old. Um, and although it's not quite the experience that the outside world imagine, because they think he's blind as, as, yeah. as, as, as they, have a, they understand blindness to be. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's not quite that, but it's, it's, Blindness, it's his blindness, it's his form of blindness, is what, is what blindness has been to him. Um, it's been a, a, a real challenge. It's been very, very difficult at times, very, very complicated. Um, and, uh, and something that I've wanted, I've, it's been very important to me that, that that remains consistent. And the reasons it's been tricky is because um, um, there, would n there is never a reason, in my mind, there is never really a reason that for Matt Murdock to look at something in order to pick it up or, or do with it, do anything with it. So he would, for example, if there's a glass on the table, he would never need to look at it in order to pick no. it up. Now, if he's Matt Murdock in the office, in the world, yeah. he does it as a blind man would because yeah. he's, he's maintaining this... this, this um, uh, uh, He's m maintaining this this kind of pseudo lie uh, of being a, a, a typical blind man, so he could you know find it with his fingers. But if he's if if he's not if he's alone, if he's in his apartment or he's with someone who perhaps knows, he would just pick it up, you know. And uh, often that object, whatever it is, is n I, is not in m me, Charlie. It's not in my periphery, so I can't yeah. just you know. So we've had to kind of find like filming techniques around that sometimes to kind of, or we've just had to do it a number of times. There's a wonderful moment in, I think a wonderful moment in one of the episodes, again, I don't want to give too much away, where, where um, one of the characters throws something at me from behind and Matt would just, would, would just grab it, yeah. it without having to turn his head to see it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we had to do that a bunch of times <laughs> and find a way of doing it. Yeah. And that kind of stuff has been really, really important to me. It's also, you get it right, and it's the coolest thing you've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been really fun um, and a great challenge. You know, there's, there's, sometimes, there's a couple of scenes where I have to put on you know, clothes mm -hmm. and do buttons up, mm -hmm. you know. And, I, you know, it, trying to remember lines, trying to, you know, deliver them appropriately whilst doing buttons that you can't look yeah. at. You know, is, is sometimes it's been quite time-consuming. <laughs> You're doing an American accent, and too. I'm doing an accent yeah. and, and, and the whole thing. Um, but you know, for the best, for the most part, I think you know we've we've we've, we've accomplished that quite well, and it's been. Cool. And, it, and I think it's I th well, the, the great thing about it is when it works, it's going to be great. Um, so uh, so there's so there's there's that, and then the, the only other aspect to it is is. Um, is what the eyes actually do, you know. For a lot of the time, he wears the iconic, yeah. the iconic glasses, or he's got a mask on. But there are scenes when he doesn't have either. And what I've discovered is, 
it's um, is that for those for those listeners who aren't um, familiar with the filming process, the, the camera is ne very rarely, almost never, directly. It's not. It's never what we call a, a point of view. A point of view. It's always just off center. So you know, you often you'll see the other actor's shoulder in the in, right. in the shot. It's called an over shoulder shot. You can see the other actor's shoulder, or it's, or, or you know, and and so that which means it's not a direct point of view from the other actor. What that means in terms of the acting for blindness is it sometimes it looks like I'm looking at the other actor when mm -hmm. actually I'm, my eyes are askew. They're not quite there. They're they're, they're slightly lower or they're they're, they're pointed towards the where the, vo the sound is coming from, so mm. the mouth, for example. Um, and I think that's just something that you have to. You, uh, I, I, there was a period of time where I was quite con I was quite concerned about that. But then I went back to the comics, and if you actually look at the comics, a lot of the, a lot of times, if you if you just opened a page and you knew nothing about Matt Murdock, and you looked at Matt Murdock and the other character in the in the panel, it looks like he's looking at, at the other right. at the other character. Sure. We know Matt Murdock's blind, so we know that's not the case, and so that helps tremendously. Yeah. But um, and I'm hoping that will be the case in the television show. Awesome. Cool. Sorry, long-winded answer. No, it was right, that was like fascinating. It. That was very fascinating. Yeah. Great question on my yeah. part. Yeah. 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 It was good. <laughs> it was uh, excellent. Charlie, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Really appreciate so, and, it. And, and apologies to the to the listeners that it's that it's become so loud. It's because we had to move into the corridor. I think yeah. it's a great experience for them. Yeah. They get to experience, you know, Daredevil as as the world is. Uh, you know, and it's, it's partly because, you know, it, it was hot for you guys, but imagine how it was for Daredevil. Yeah. Senses, <laughs> All those senses. Yeah. I don't know how you made it more than 30 seconds. Thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Thanks. Real pleasure. We are still in this undeclosed location in New York somewhere, this warehouse, um, and we've discovered two more members of the Marvel's Daredevil and Netflix cast. Uh, since you guys are sharing a microphone, if you could introduce yourselves. I am Eldon Henson. And I am Deborah Ann Wool. And you guys play? Karen Page. Uh, Foggy Nelson. They're In reversed. that order. Yeah, yes. they reverse the order. <laughs> I like that. Throwing people off. Uh, it's super fun. I mean, I, I've been reading the scripts for a while, and so... Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thoroughly enjoying the dynamic inside the, the office. Like, all the office banter and all that stuff. W what was it for you guys? And even watching you guys film today, it just seems like you're having fun and you guys enjoy, you know, doing this whole thing. I've had a better time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it really is fun. We, we're really lucky, too, because we have literally the greatest crew around and uh, they're really supportive and really fun. So that makes work much easier. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was good, too, because, you know, we had to jump right into that kind of easy, breezy, right. sort of teasy, flirty kind of talk. And, uh, you know, luckily, I've, I like both these guys so much right away <laughs> that that was easy to do. <laughs> a lot of money, so I'm really going to push it. Well, yeah, you guys, I mean, you really jumped right into it because with a show like this, you're, you're filming a finite amount of episodes really, really quickly. So how... How much time did you really have to kind of get the sense of the characters and get the sense of your chemistry before you were already shooting, you know, full-on sequences? Or were you, were you guys just going right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was so fast. I don't know, Eldon and I both came right from other projects, mm -hmm. so we didn't even have a lot of prep time before we started uh, the show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in the beginning you just really trust your writers and trust your, you know, you know your coworkers and... Um, 
it sort of falls into place. Later on, you kind of start to go, yeah. oh, well, now here are my ideas, so. You don't trust <laughs> them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have much time. Uh, like she was saying, we didn't have much time, and also my uh, son was born right before we started oh, wow. this. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you, yeah, so uh, what that means is that um, I did nothing as far as research <laughs> or anything like that because I was up with uh, Screaming Baby all night Reasonable long. excuse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, so you, you said you didn't get to do a lot of research, but you have Jeff Loeb, head of television, who has written Daredevil, who's written Foggy, he's written Karen, he's, you know, he's so engulfed. How much do you guys get to lean on him or Steven or you know, Joe Quesada for insight into who these characters are and what the world is all about? Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're sharing a mic, so it's awkward. Um, I think, you know, they, they were always available to us on the phone or on the internet. They were in LA versus being, we were here in New York, so sometimes it, I found I just had to be really looking ahead, mm -hmm. and every time I read something, make sure that a week or two out, if I had a question about it, that I asked. Because if I waited till the day, I probably couldn't get a hold of them because they're very busy, important individuals. Yeah, I actually... Uh, was, yeah, relied on them a lot, but um, I actually relied on Matt a lot, uh, or Charlie, I mean. Uh, <laughs> One of the so same. You're in too deep. I'm, in yeah, too I'm deep. in character. I'm in character. Uh, I relied on Charlie a lot because he did a ton of research right. and, and was really, you know, spot on with all his ideas and everything. And uh, I was really grateful to him because he helped me through a lot of the beginning stuff where, you know, before I really had time to, you know, go back and read stuff, you know. Uh, there's the, a, a great hero moment for Foggy uh, in the alley. Um, I just, are you gonna be, are you gonna tell your son like when, when he's old enough, like, hey, I, I'm, I'm saving the day. I'm, you know, part of this big superhero universe. How, how much fun will that be? Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, he's only six months old, so right. he, he doesn't really know <laughs> what's going a on couple yet. Years. But uh, I, will say, I will tell you that uh, when my niece and nephew got to an age where they were able to start watching some of the stuff I did, like they saw the Mighty Ducks movies, you know, obviously like 20 years after they came out, yeah. and they got so excited. So I am excited for you know, my son to grow up and be able to see this stuff. I think it'll blow his little mind. <laughs> what was it like when you guys got the call? Like, well, I'm always curious, you know, because for us, we're, we're engulfed in the Marvel Universe, um, but outside people are like yeah marvel that's cool and like now you guys are part of it what was it was it just like hey do you want to do this thing called daredevil what were the what were those conversations like oh it was it was kind of crazy i was in berlin i was in another country and i was wrapping up another movie so and also trying to make it home in time for the birth of my son so <laughs> it was actually the farthest thing from my mind which probably was a good thing because mm -hmm. if i really stopped to think about it and uh realize the gravity of the situation. I might have gotten a lot more nervous. So yeah, it was. I, I think uh, it was best for me just to sort of put it in the back of my mind. Yeah, and I love this misconception that a lot of people have about actors and that people are just like, here, you want to do this to us? Like, like, we have to work so right. hard just to even get our foot in the door, much less than audition, then actually be considered. And, and so, you know, it, it's a long process, and, and sometimes you're aware of it every single moment, and sometimes, like Eldon was saying, it's more in the back of your mind. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I did two auditions and I had to read things and I had to talk to people and take meetings. And at a certain point, I had to be a little convinced too because I had just come off of a long running series right. and I didn't know if I wanted to jump right into another one. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a consideration, but I think 
both of us must have decided it was worth it. <laughs> well, speaking of that handoff, coming from one long-running series, it's definitely like a genre show that mm -hmm. has passionate fan base, stuff like that, and jumping right into another one, but distinctly different. You know, you have Supernatural on one side, Street Level on one side. What has that transition been like, particularly because you had so little time in between? Um, like I said, it was, it was a lot of trust. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just had to sort of jump in and say, I trust this character's been around for 60 years, yeah. so there's a nugget of something great in there, and if it takes me two or three episodes to find it, mm -hmm. um, that's okay, because I have that support and that base of the, the story existing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I was, I was a little sad about leaving that family behind, mm -hmm. and I think it helped me kind of get through that grieving process to have such a nice new family to come to. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you guys you. done? Yeah, much sweeter than uh, you. Uh, have you guys done uh, New York Comic Con before, or any of the big Comic Cons before what we did at, uh, this year? I had done um, the Comic Con in LA for okay. Hunger Games, um, oh. and but it was the first time I ever been to Comic Con in New York, so that was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, Eldon and I were the veterans. <laughs> they were like, "You're going to New York Comic Con." We're like, "Whatever. Yeah. We've done this before." Yeah. See, I'd done SDCC a couple of years. Oh, okay, but the crowd for a Marvel film is a Marvel show, a Marvel project. Seems uh, we see it all the time. They're rabid and they like nitpick everything. But I remember afterwards, people were like super, like they were great. They were really cool up there, watching the footage of you guys on. Uh, it was a fun experience. I mean, do you? Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this one, but I, I'm just. It, it's yeah. Uh, I. I didn't realize you guys had been to so many Comic Cons before because we, we finally. What tips, what tips did you give to the rookies? You know, how did you lead them through this, this literal Hunger Games that is <laughs> the Comic Con? Well, I, I always say remember to bring your phone yeah. into the panel with you so you can take a picture of the crowd because that's ridiculous. That's a good one. You need Advil yeah. and you hand need sanitizer. hand sanitizer, yes. it's a really it's good crunch. one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was the only one, the hand sanitizer. Yeah. I just didn't want to get sick, you know? Yeah. I have a kid. Awesome. <laughs> but things like, it's over. don't accept gifts directly from people, yeah. things like that. Oh, right. Yeah, that was a thing. I, forget. Yeah. No. I think these are wise words for anyone going kind of. to Comic-Con. It's, like, it's a lot of, I was going to say comic, common sense yeah. stuff, <laughs> but that you'll forget about. Yeah. So you guys are almost nearly done wrapping. Haven't probably not seen the episodes, but having experienced them, are there key episodes that you really loved, you really uh, think that the fans you know, should watch more than once. Because I think we're going to see a lot, our fans will read a comic two or three times. They'll watch a movie. I've literally seen someone who went to the theater to see The Avengers 50 times. And wow. 50 times. He showed me the, the ticket stubs. Sure. Um, but we're going to see them go through these episodes looking for cool things. Are there any particular ones that you guys really dug? Uh, I enjoyed the episode where we got to do flashback stuff, where um, Matt and I meet for the first time. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'll be fun after you see flashbacks and stuff to go back and see how the flashbacks um, influence the present. That could be kind of cool. Um, I appreciate that you guys are being more descriptive, whereas when we had Charlie in here, him and Ryan were literally just trading numbers because they know <laughs> I haven't read the scripts. And they were just like, oh, man, episode eight. Oh, no, episode two. And I'm like, yeah, great. Episode five should be good. <laughs> but... Also, to, to ask you guys, a lot of people who listen to our show, you know, they're, they're the hardcore fans, the people who love Marvel. And, you know, you guys are coming into this new, you know, you've, you've gotten to know the characters now. What do you think is really going to appeal to people who have loved these characters for years? And what's going to appeal to people who may have no idea who they are? Uh, 
No. <laughs> um, I think uh, for me, I, I can't really speak to what other people will connect with, mm -hmm. but for me, what I've connected with, with the show actually, uh, <laughs> from the beginning is just uh, you know this this core group of characters uh, and their you know their belief in uh, doing what's right mm -hmm. and um, you know helping people less fortunate than them. Uh, that's what I connected with. Yeah, I think there's some value too in, in talking about how. I used this word before too, and I feel like it's maybe not the right word, but how adult the show is, mm. that sometimes I think comic books are mislabeled as being for children mm -hmm. in all circumstances, and, and we've seen such a wider range in the type of storytelling that happens in comic books, and this one is definitely, um, has a more complex, more adult mindset. Um, the the things that they're dealing with, the the villains are more, aren't less one-dimensional, maybe mm. I'd say. Did you guys have any scenes with Wilson? with Vincent D'Onofrio's character? Unfortunately, no. no. I yeah, I would love to work with D'Onofrio. I still get a little starstruck when I'm around him yeah. just because I just think he's amazing. I had one, but it was kind of a weird scene. Like, I, I don't know okay. that I actually got to work with Vincent <laughs> on that day. Now, did you guys get to do any action stuff? Yeah, here and there oh, a little cool. bit. Yeah, very, very little bit. Um, I'm not really an action guy. I'm a little overweight, so uh, the less action I have to do, the better. <laughs> but he got he got to be a hero and kind of saves my life at one point. Is that giving away too much? I don't know. No, no, not at all. This is gonna. This will probably go out after the show's already all out. Sweet. There. So spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go watch after the, the show fact, and come back, and rewind the yeah. podcast, yeah. and forget you heard what I said. <laughs> Nice. Um, did you got anything else? No, I learned a lot. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see you guys in this. I, it's clear like you you love what you did, and I think that's really going to shine through in the final product. And uh, we thank you guys for joining us. We know it was a long day. We saw you out there on the streets <laughs> doing your bit and came back here. I know you guys want to go eat and do other stuff, but thanks for joining us. For We've while. been joking that New York is against us today yeah. because <laughs> there have just been buses and yeah. and screaming oh. people in every single and shot. A dog, a barking oh. dog. A oh, we missed the barking dog. Man. Yeah. That was actually the most impressive thing that Ryan was pointing out to me is that you guys are basically, you're not shooting in a very like closed set. It's pretty much like you, there's a few cones up there, but otherwise okay. it's just, it's, it's New York City. It's no such thing as a closed set in no. New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've only been to our sets when they're on lots and you know, so I've, it's pretty easy. Everything gets done in a very efficient manner. But I mean, there was there was great. There was one guy who just walked all the way through, and yeah. I was like, "What are you doing, guy? Come on!" And then there's the paparazzi. How yeah. crazy is that? Oh yeah, what is that guy's name? I don't know what the guy's I name. I don't want to give him that much. Credit. I know. Don't give him any. Showing up all over well, the place, he man. Very like, welcome. Well, I love him. He keeps <laughs> taking pictures, and I'm like, "What are you getting a picture of? Yeah. Just all of us standing around bored? Like yeah. at a certain point." You've got it. Like, leave. I do know. I think he got one of the sandwiches that we didn't get, though. Yeah, we didn't get sandwiches. Didn't get sandwiches. He got crew sandwich. Oh. Yeah. That guy. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go hunt this guy down right now. <laughs> Unbelievable, Sam. <laughs> We're going to get our sandwiches, guys. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed those talks with uh, Charlie Cox, Eldon Henson, Deborah Ann Wool. We certainly did. You can, once again, watch Daredevil right now on Netflix. Just sign in. Look it up. Watch the whole series. It's awesome. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag This Week in Marvel, and we will read your thoughts on our regular podcast. And until next time, this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>